Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 101 with the Canon Podcast Show, brought to you by WCAN TV. And their slogan is Tomorrow Services Are Here Today. And with me in the studio of WCANradio.com is my host, who's been on vacation for a while and he just came back and for some strange reason he had the ability to create this self-induced illusion that he didn't miss a beat. Dr. Samuel Hampton II. Cannon, it's always great to be back with you. I'm trying to knock off the rust as uh, to get back in the flow, but some, it's good I to be back. I got some three-in-one oil downstairs. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that works as well. It'll work on you. You think so? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Once crusty, always crusty. But we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. <laughs> hey, Kenny. Go ahead. Well, I'm glad on today that we have TJ Statton with us to talk to us about some great things. How you doing, sir? Good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. You got the voice. The sound good. Uh, we're not going to replace the voice, though. Okay. Okay. But, but, it, but you do have a good, great voice. So I'm Appreciate glad to have you on today. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And we can hear a little bit about yourself, sir. Uh, TJ Statton. I played professional baseball with uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates and Montreal Expos. Uh, they're the Washington Nationals now. Okay. Uh, got 10 years of playing time in. Okay. Uh, came home. Well, we're going to discuss that. Yeah, have a great we'll have a conversation. But what we're going to do, gentlemen, is take it from a racial standpoint, because we still have this crisis here in the United States. Okay, this racism. But uh, we're going to see where is this racism at as far as uh, our professional sports industry, Major League Baseball. We're going to talk about that on Episode 6 right here on 101 with the Canon Podcast Show. All that's coming your way right after this. Greetings. I'm Samuel Hampton II, producer at WCAN-TV. WCAN-TV is currently looking for quality programming for 30 to 60 minutes. If you have a message that you would like to share to the world, please contact me at 440-836-4591 or at tvwcan at yahoo.com. Thank you. Hello, my name is Shelly Mathis and I am CEO and founder of Shelly Mathis Counseling Services. We specialize in mental health, trauma, and also substance abuse with an expertise in depression and anxiety for individuals, groups, couples, marriage and families, and also child and adolescents. If you're in need of assistance, give us a call at 330-577-8548. Thank you. Hi, I'm Joseph with Power to Become, an executive director with the John Maxwell team, bringing transformational training around the globe, making a difference when it makes a difference. We want to connect with you. Go to power2become.org or .com and connect with us now. Hi, my name is Dr. Marlene Carson, and I am a survivor of domestic minor sex trafficking. What is a survivor, you ask? Well, I survived sex trafficking as a child. I thrive in business and ministry, and I'm here to help you revive your dead dreams, visions, and purpose. If you would like to connect with a survivor community, please reach out to www.rahabshopeofohio.org. That website address again is www.rahabshopeofohio.org. So let's jump into this because you, I know you probably have tons of stories that you could talk to us about as we think about uh, racism. Because in 2021, we've been saying it, talk to us on all kinds of spectrums. But as we're dealing with today in sports, talk to us about uh, your experience in the Major League Baseball, also in baseball in general. 
I knew there was a issue at an early age, uh, at 16 years old, playing Little League, and I had kind of outgrew Little League. So the next level was, okay, play with older kids. Experience with that, it was, okay, I'm the only African-American on the team. How's this going to go? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I looked at that, but uh, over time, you know, I gradually focus, stay focused on that. That kind of prepped me for base, for Major League Baseball. Now, you're from Elyria, though, right? Yes. You're from Elyria. So, you know, we, we generally don't hear about African-American baseball players, especially right. coming out in baseball. So, so you're talking about this experience at 16. So you move out of Little League, you get into uh, the 16-year-old, but then you're playing with 18-year-olds yeah. and you're starting to deal with this. How was that adjustment in high school and moving on into to the pros? Playing with older kids was my mother's idea. I was raised by a single parent, and she always was the, you have to be twice as better. So I played with older kids, and it, it worked out. I was I remember just being one one uh, tournament in Alliance, Ohio. I'd look around, and I'm the only African-American on the field. Wow. For both teams. And at the end, they rewarded, they awarded uh Best player for the for the tournament, and I got it, the Thurman Munson Award. Wow. So, and I still have that award, and my and I'm coming back. My mother was just like, you know what you just did? I'm like, no, nah, I'm just playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, that that was that was big. Did you look around the field? And I said, yeah. She said, that was major. So, so you had your own personal Jackie Robinson experience, because, you know, a lot of times for some of us who had the opportunity to either read the story or to watch the movies that were made about that, we see some of the challenges that he went through, and even other people say he wasn't one of the best baseball baseball players, but he experienced some major racism as in that sport. Would, would you say you had those your same kind of experiences? Yes. Uh, yes and no. Uh, definitely, definitely, it's that gray area. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes from being a game, you know, you love to play to a business. Mm-hmm. And I found that out real quick. I'm 21 years old and I'm, getting, I'm on a 40-man roster. And, you know, they protect. that's the protection of players where other teams can't get you. And you know, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, I start seeing that business side go to, okay, now is, is he a good fit for the team? Or, you know, can can we give him this money? Wow. Well, didn't that. they know that when they, you know, draft you in? Didn't they know that you was good enough to play? Yeah, they come in, when they when they draft you, I mean, I got started getting drafted, in, I mean, uh, scouted in high school at my sophomore year. So you kind of see the teams coming around. Um, they're asking, all, they always ask you what your signability is. But what I had, the, the, what I had in my corner, my mother was a teacher, so they they knew they had to compete with what a educate a four year education would have. To, they would have to pay that. How about the the psychological effect of being back to Alliance under that okay. time period, being the only black on the field? Okay, and then after that was all over, did you? Go back in your bedroom and you just lay down and say, wow, is it, is it going to be like that everywhere I go for the rest of my life? Did it kind of condition you to prepare yourself for something? I mean, this was in the 1990s, too, right? right? Correct, yes. This, this, I mean, this is the modern technological age. Yes. And it's still happening. They definitely didn't have all the stuff they was talking about today, like in right. 2021, all that campaigns for right. social you know, right. justice. So and What went through your mind at night? Mine was, like you said, is this how it's going to you know, B is other good black players. I mean, that's how I was looking at it. And when I got, uh, when I officially got drafted in the minor leagues, you do see a lot of African American players in the minor. In the you minor, see them in the minor leagues. Okay, wow. so we it, call it the trenches. The trenches. Yeah, Why hot buses. Why the hot, trenches? It's hot, hot buses Uh-oh. going up Savannah, Georgia's. It's 102, and they say, hey, when we get off this bus, you got a game. I mean, you see a lot of them grind, as we uh, call it, down there in the minor leagues. But it's just Something it's like they can handpick on who they want up there, and what I was talking about earlier is he a good fit? 
and do we want to give you this money? So it's not just can he play, but it's also is he likable? Right. Does he adapt well? Um, do you feel like that that's being asked of the same thing of the Caucasian players or even maybe Latino players that you see now growing in the major league baseball? Even Latino players, you you have to adapt. We've always had to adapt. <laughs> There's no. This is how it goes. You have to adapt, you know, for the game. Yeah. Yeah. Give an example. What do you mean by adapt? Give an example of that. It's just the off the field. Uh, Okay. Now you see it more. It's it's grown more. But, I mean, we had guys, I mean, especially guys from Florida, have gold in their mouth, but Mm -hmm. they can play. Yes. But the image of what they could bring to a team, we, we can't sell that. You know, they're looking at it as crowd coming into the stadium to fill it up, to pay for hot dogs, whatever, to do the salaries. But they're looking for that extra main money to commercialize and have that player where, you know, the face of baseball. So you have to have imagery. Yes. You're saying. So the gold tooth will, or the no. urban look wouldn't do it. No. So do they have – now, this this open – now you have my mind running because it's you changed. start talking about – It's changed. It's, it's, it's changed. definitely changed now. now. You right. look it's at players now. It's definitely changed now. But back then, I would assume they having conversations with you because I remember in the NBA when, when Allen Iverson stepped on the field uh, – stepped on the court and he started having the corn rolls right. and the bandanas as they were like, hold on. Right. Hold on. What year, was that? Start, what year was that? What year was uh, that? Oh, probably what – that was in the 90s. In the 90s also. That's 90s. like 90s. He came yeah. in 96. Yeah. He came in so, so that's when they start having these whole th- right. the whole change like the no the players need to dress up to come to games right. because the the style was too urban um that's and why I you assume, see them getting off the plane with suits and suits ties and ties right. and right. nice right. you know nice attire because well, they see, didn't that, want to have see, that but, look but, but see what dr hampton that's that corporate America look that they want. Okay, that's kind of discriminatory in, in nature. Okay, where's your culturism at? Okay, True. how come you can't look what's really part of you? Right. So you have to look like corporate America. If you don't look like corporate America, then corporate America won't accept you. That's what they say. Well, it's going back to what TJ said. Right, you're not marketable. That, that's what it, because that's imagery. What it, it boils down to that. They want to know, is he a good, first of all, is you, are you a good teammate, mm-hmm. you know, in there? And that kind of helped me out by being the only African-American uh, player on teams. But at the end of the day, I never forgot where I came from. Because, right. you know, you had the players, when I was coming in, you had the players like Eric Davis, those guys were in, right. Barry Larkin. Yes. Right. You know, we had those guys in, uh, Marquise Grissom. You had guys like that. So you you knew the, who the real ones were, but they knew how to go about their you know, okay, business. let me ask this question. Let's go down a little deeper now. Any racial overtones, even in a joking or gesture manner from the the white players? Thought it was cool to be like that? Uh, 93, because once you get drafted, you got to go down to wherever your team is at. Our Pittsburgh's uh, spring training site is Bradenton, Florida. Okay. So once you go down there, they, they they fly you down there, and that's where they put all the rookies that are coming in, and they evaluate you on, okay, what level as far as baseball we're going to send you to, either like A-ball, double-A, triple-A, big leagues. They evaluate you. But you you get guys that are coming out of Macon, Georgia's, and you get guys that are— and they think it's okay to talk it, like that. It, and it was a lot of fights. I, man, I can only imagine. It was, a lot of fights? If, if we had social media— Back then, oh, oh man, because 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 again, what is yeah? Because you know you, you start having. I think about that. I know that I'm going to a basketball analogy, but the the, the trouble in uh, the Detroit Pistons right. in, in 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 the Indiana Pacers. Right. So you have those kind of fights going on. But you talking about it? It was going on back then. We just didn't have a social media right. to, to to broadcast it. Right. I remember it so clearly. I had a, I had a, just got finished with Augusta, Georgia. I played in the A ball in Augusta, Georgia. Had a had a monster season, and 
I just remember I'm sitting out waiting for a cab because I didn't drive, take my car to Florida. And I remember our minor league director, he comes in named Pete Vukovich. If you've ever seen the movie Major League, right. yes, he's yes. the first baseman. Yes. Oh, he was the first baseman. He's the first baseman. Okay, okay. Oh, to call him the guy. Okay, that's he, him. The, right. Yeah, that was him. And he comes out and he he grabs me from the back and he's like, don't disappoint me. So he's the... And I'm like, oh, and sometimes you think somebody's not on your team, they on your team. And I just will never forget him saying, don't disappoint me, because he was in the, the coaches meeting and the organizational meeting wanting to send me to double A because I was getting ready to skip a level. Right. Yes. And so he was pushed. He was supporting he you. Pushed me. Right. Yeah, but okay. then he told me about how guys say it. <laughs> they mat. They, they'll say they'll, it. They'll tear your name. They'll drag you through the mud in the meetings. Then come right out of that meeting, smiling your say smiling say, your face. Oh man, TJ, you doing a wonderful but job. But he named them. Oh wow. That's the thing he about it. He named, named them, them, and I had the I had my hand set. So for the rest of the time I was in Pittsburgh, I knew what hand to play because I knew exactly who I wouldn't. You yeah. know, I go about my business, yeah. and you know it, it's still going on. Yeah. Hey, and that's why I was going to ask you, because as a, as a former Major League Baseball player, you know, when you're looking at in 2021, all the money that's being invested by the NFL and the NBA to talk against social injustice and racism. I'm not as abreast of the uh, Major League Baseball, but are they doing the same thing in Major League? Because like what you're talking about is this this racism that's going on, systematic racism that you experience. Are they doing things to, to come against that, to t- see changes in the Major Leagues? They have. It's uh, the Jackie Robinson, the RBI. They call it RBI, and they have. There's one in Cleveland. They normally put them in major cities. Okay. So uh, Cincinnati has one. Uh, there's one in New Orleans. Uh, you know, big big city, Chicago. But the, I mean, the one in a, there's one in Atlanta that Marquise and Lou Collier they run. I mean, they are doing it. Cause I went into a tournament. I mean, when I say all black team, wow, it it was it was the Negro leagues walking out there, and they could play. Wow. They could play, and guys are getting drafted and going to school. I mean, because because yeah. like you said, when you first started yeah. playing, when you was doing that, coming out of Lyria, you didn't see those kind of numbers. Right. Um, and and so, do you think that means it's better for African Americans as executives, as managers, as moving up in the ranks uh, of Major League because of some of the things you're seeing with the with the Jackie Robinson academies yeah we can do both I mean we we're not just on the field just I mean you know product for the field just I'm just out there playing ball for you we can make decisions in the executive room uh their scouts they're 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 trying they're they're trying but it's not happening at the pace that people would like true and true. you see seven percent of African Americans in in baseball talk that, about hang that on, yeah That's, hang on for you. seven percent seven percent now look at we in 2021 yes and only seven percent African Americans are in the, the major league baseball Baseball industry. That's that's but that's, that's incredible. That's major. Yeah. Because, because but now would you say that's because the industry is not pushing it towards African American, or is that our own African American culture who are not promoting? Because you know we you know promote what? music, we promote baseball. Hey, I mean basketball. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go off on a limb here. Yes. <laughs> okay. Who dominates basketball? <laughs> African Americans. Americans. Okay. How about football? It's a lot of African Americans. Okay. Now football. Yeah, and I stand corrected, gentlemen. Football and basketball are major, right? True. And then now you can slide in hockey. You can slide in tennis, but it's football and basketball. Well, maybe uh, they want the Anglo-Saxon chemistry to remain in one of the sports, baseball. Well, I mean, they definitely do it in hockey, (laughs) but they got it in hockey. Yeah, but they don't have a lot. But no, I'm saying saying it's Anglo-Saxon in hockey. But there's not a lot of blacks in it. So they don't care. I think you have one or two. If you think, take it from a, a black person's, should we say, 
mentality. The major sports is football and basketball. Right. Okay. But, Blacks are dominating that. Yeah, okay. True, true. But look at baseball. I mean, somewhere you want to Mr. Clean, don't you? <laughs> okay. You want to stay that way, at least. Right. You know, dominating. I mean, it, that's it, what they're dominating right now. I mean, that's my personal nah, opinion. Uh, yeah, nah, this you, is a podcast. You, we can say what you, we want to say. You could, you could okay. say that. I mean, you definitely say that. Okay. Uh, because the, you don't see it being marketed. Right, I grew up as a kid. You know, when I grew up, as you was talking about, only seven percent. But when I grew up, it's like they were pushing us towards. We had little league baseball right. and soccer. Even right. before football and basketball, right. it was little league baseball. Soccer. Now you don't see that anymore in our communities. Let me tell you something. In 1975, okay. Ooh, that's going back. Okay. Okay, it's going back. I was a little kid, a you know, little baby. As we always say, we, you know, we, we ain't going to talk about that. Okay? We ain't going to talk about that. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that's our little thing. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I was on my way to play f- football in college, all right? I was really heartstruck because I didn't get any letters mm-hmm. of intent. Okay. Wow. I said, okay, so what I had to do is walk on. I walked on at Youngstown State University. That's when Cliff Stott was playing. He was drafted to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was my age with Ron, um, Ross Browner and the Cincinnati Bengals. That was my era there. Okay. So I had to walk on. I made a team. Wow. I made wow. a team. I made a coach. I said, who are you from? I said, I'm from Leary, Ohio. I said, here, take off that red shirt. you with the team. You travel with us, okay? So after that was over, actually, I quit football, went to Ohio University. I just wanted to major in, in education, and I got into uh, law enforcement then. Okay. I didn't want to play any more sports. But I got back to Elyria. Someone who's working in the high school got a hold of me. They went down in the basement. They found all of my letters. Wow. They hid them from me. This person actually had the power to alter my future. Wow. The white coach. Wow. Never got, wow. I got one from Texas A&M. I got one from Michigan State University, and I got another one from um, Indiana University. Wow. Wow. That, that's a they hid, they hid those letters They didn't from want me. you to know that. They didn't you want had me to that. know that. Wow. They didn't want me. And so if I didn't have a strong mental mind, then I would have been the most racist person on the planet. Because they altered my future. Yeah. Altered my future. Wow. See that? So, uh, you know, but you look at this racism. But those are kind of ch- challenges that we saw back then too. Like you know, coaches were making decisions right. for you to say like some of it came down to they didn't think we had the cognitive ability. That's right. one of the things. You remember in football, they would always say, right. "Well, black people can't be quarterbacks. They can be running backs. They be wide receivers. They can be all the other positions, but they couldn't be because they didn't think we had the cognitive ability." Which is like you said, "Hey, we can we can not only play baseball, that's but we insult. can also run the organization." That's an insult. It is. Okay, if I had a, a couple of trillion dollars, I could own a team. Don't know anything about it. If I had a backing yes, with the yes, money, the support, okay, even like with my educational <laughs> level, I can be the president. Like if you had true. the backing and get your mm-hmm. image out true. there. True. Okay, see that? So you can do what you want to do, but we have a force field in front of us, okay? And it's called racism. This is huge. It's alive and well, and it's growing. And the young blacks of this time period have to be able to adapt and overcome. Instead of getting caught up in the riffraff. True. Okay, so, you know, we got to lay back and then sneak around and do our thing. Okay. So that's that's what I was talking to ask TJ to talk to us about because how did you stay focused? Remember you you said hey I, you heard from the coach he told you the people who were kind of against you that were smiling in your face how did you make up in your mind to stay focused and succeed in spite of the opposition that was against you? People had played their hand. What do you mean? I finally I, I got I was already already suspicious of of you know. Okay, what am I dealing with? But once he told me that, I mean, he he went name by name by name by name, and he was the our minor league director at that time. Wow. Okay, let's that, cut you off, TJ. So you said name by name. What they they didn't want you with the organization, or what what were they doing? They were 
promote. They were trying to promote someone else. Black or white? White. Okay. I mean, he's telling me everything. I'm right. sitting. I, I I remember it like it's yesterday. I'm I'm just sitting in front. I'm waiting because I, I wanted to go get some Popeyes chicken, <laughs> and I'm sitting there waiting. I say I'm waiting. I'm That's a brother. I'm, yeah. gonna, <laughs> I'm going to the mall, and he told me names. He told me name by name. So why would they invest money from the beginning if they had this plan? I don't understand that. Because you have a GM, he's going to invest the money, but he can't be at, you know, 20 different places. True. So you got scouts. You got Yeah, you have scouts people. that has, you know, when he's in, t- you know, when he's in town, he's traveling with like four other people. Right. You know, if he's at a, at somewhere. So, you know, he's there. But I mean, I stay focused because I don't know if you know Kirk Flood. I do. Kirk Flood. Yeah, yeah. I heard the name. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they yeah. we made some some investments. I yeah. mean, this guy had, Kirk had a, a monster season in 69. Right. Come 70. Where are you? Where do you think all this free agency stuff comes right, from? Right, because yes, yeah, yeah, that, that was that, a big. That was it for his career, right. you know. That was it yes. for him. He yes. was. That's it, because he was going to be blackballed right. in the game. But what he did, and this is the black man. Baseball's been going on for for years. Yes. But this black man said, "You know what? I had a monster season. Why do you have to tell me where I can go? I I, I can make my. I want to go where I want to go. Right. I want to have the opportunities that other right. people have. I'm a free agent, yeah. just like an employer. Yeah. Yes. Would you want an employer yeah. saying you can't go somewhere? Nah, I want to be able to make yeah. all the money I can make. So yeah. this, this money these guys making these. I mean, white players, Hispanic players, black players. They. they but it cost him that Kirk Flood. It cost him his career. Yeah, he had this. He was the sacrifice. Yes. So now you can see all these millions of dollars being yes. made by other people, and and sometimes they don't always recognize them. Every now, I've I've seen some. I think it was maybe a thirty for thirty or something, yeah. kind of like talking about it. But you don't hear the recognition um, for what he's the, the what he gave up so other people could have. Yeah. This is amazing though when you start talking about racism in sports. Yes. I think it's so many you know, things that can go on. We can have conversations. <laughs> many people really don't see it. But, but but that's because, though, you see it on game day. You know, you see it on game day. You see the fans, the rah-rah, uh, the coaches, as you said, right. smiling in your face. Hey, man, come on, TJ, you got this. Here's right. TJ's car, baseball card. Why don't you get it? But you don't see the behind-the-scenes stuff right. that's going on. And and that's why I say, like, we could get into so many things because even in the NFL, the NFL has the whole thing that they're putting billions of dollars towards is to play retired players. Why? You know, why, why, because, whoa, 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 whoa. why do they want to bring back retired? Well, they won't pay retired players. Oh, they won't play, pay, pay them, them okay. because right. of okay. the whole uh, okay. concussion right. thing. So you know that, that that's going on. So they was talking about it. But they put this cognitive score in or algorithm that hurts black people. So they're making, white people are getting millions, hundreds of thousands of dollars, but black people aren't getting as much because of the way they put this algorithm in right. that I think this year they've been battling in court on how to deal with. So there's all these underlying racist right. th- things that you may not see. Let's go off the beaten path. Let's go to my for just for a brief moment here. Football. Colon. Yeah, that's right. Football. Your, you said your sport. That's yeah, why I was like, your sport? My sport, yeah. <laughs> my sport. Now, you're already, you're already staying after class, okay? I'm, being, I'm quiet over here. Okay. I guess we got to just go with it since we're okay. on the cannon show. One-on-one with the cannon. One-on-one with the cannon. One-on-one. 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 Okay. Deuce. Got it? Right. Now, nah, I forgot what I wanted to say. <laughs> we're going to talk okay. about your sport. Okay, Colin Kaepernick, okay? Yes. Why, how come no NFL team wanted to pick him up after all that? He still can play. He can still play. I have all kind of thoughts, but I'll let TJ go first. Go, this is, I mean, we can go. This this might be another five hours <laughs> with with him. I, I think there was the black ball there. Yes. There's yes. definitely a black okay, ball. Okay, if you yes. was a, a black owner of a team, NFL team, 
Would you pick him up? I would pick him up. I but, would too. It, but it's because they're looking at what kind of what what package is coming with them. Right. That, it's going back to the thing that TJ talked about earlier. He's trying to like, stop likability. Likability. Will right. he fit with my program? Is he gonna cause me more hurt? Then uh, success, right? Because because you had all the people protesting. Okay, you, you cost had, me money. You, you had military well, VFW said we're not going. We're going to def- yeah. remove the football package from our from our program because we don't because of what he was doing kneeling down. Okay, so bringing bringing him back to a team was what what had what a negative negative impact. impact. It would cost, cost teams millions of dollars. Uh, most owners that, were like, we're not doing this. That's how passionate them fans are. Okay, what if he stopped? I think if he stopped, then they probably would have said, hey, let's bring him in. And then, you know what, but, what would have happened? He would have bowed to the system. And they, exactly. he would have been called a sellout. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, but because of his fight, see that. I uh, ended up paying off for him. The Kirk I, Flood. Yeah. yeah. Going back, the Kirk, right, I call it the right. Kirk Flood effect. Yeah. It, it cost him his career that later on he won some in some civil suits, right? But it did cost him his career. He, his career ended quicker than it probably could have because he decided to make a stand for something that, and it wasn't that he was against America or against the military, but he, he was trying to make a stand. Yeah, like, hey, there's an issue going on here, and y'all need to see this issue. Okay, let's just take it up to Mount Olympus real quick. We only got a few more minutes here. What's your feeling and thought on Black Lives Matter? Oof. And we'll be right back with that. <laughs> Come on, TJ, share it with it. Share Say it. With it. <laughs> Say it. I'm always one. Is it going to put us in a position where we're going to move forward or we're going to move backward? But look what happened to the organizers. Yeah. I, I see I, all the corruptions in there. Yeah. It's, it's, even, and I think it's we all play, on where you, who you give your money to and what they're doing with their money. Yeah. yeah. Because you have two motives, right? You have It's, it's, it's like you have the, the, the Black Lives Matter and the program of it, but then you have the organization, and the organization had tons of issues. What even was, though what we was the major issue? Well, but not handling money correctly. Okay, and who was over it? <laughs> well, it seems to be played right into their hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We it played a, right to their agenda. hands. Yep, it was the agenda there. Yeah. And don't think this person wasn't in contact with, at my, if I may say, corporate inside America in that movement. They always got mm-hmm. their hand uh, in the uh, piggy somebody bank. Somebody gonna make some money. But now, you see how quickly it dissolved? Yeah. Ain't nothing about it. Now, after that, hundreds of millions of dollars. See that? Right. Okay, so we as black black Americans, how are we going to go forward, socially speaking, when we have corruption within the ranks? Well, we have to make decisions not about money, but about people's betterment. And I think that's where they sometimes get us is because they get us about the money. So we get caught up on the money, and then we start the money drives us instead of the the the, the message. The us. message. The message. Yes. The message. That's a better way of saying yeah, it. Yeah. The message. See that? But yet it's coming from us. Yeah. yeah. You know. And but, then, that, but that's a way. That, that's a way that you always that that the, the in the sense corporations or individuals have used to stop African Americans progressing is I okay, start to on, help one on, or two on, of them, and they don't forget the whole. Hang on, doc. We have a identity problem here. Who are you referring to? Just say it. Well, I'm saying white America. Okay, say corporate America. Yeah, corporate white America. America. You know, you could go back to, to, to the uh, Jim Crow laws. Okay. Right? You go back to slavery. Hey, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a couple people, make them the, the house mm-hmm. slave versus the field okay, so slave. I'm going to bring separation. Okay, as far as climbing the social ladder, economic ladder, we're going to have a hard time because uh, our own people are going to do what then? The crab mentality. Yep. We're going to try to pull. And, we're going we're to pull each other yeah, down. Yeah, and that's where we have to make sure we stay on task 
you know, like like you said, message, the message versus what the benefit may be to one. Because, you know, now, this again, I know we almost out of time we're here out on of the one one on Cannon show. The clock on the wall said that's all, but go ahead. Did it say that's all? I guess <laughs> I spoke to it. But I, but I, it just made me think. <laughs> it, just, it just made me think of Reverend Jesse Jackson, okay. Jackson when he went against Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. When he was going against Coca-Cola, he was all up arms. But when Coca-Cola came, and gave his son some distributorship. What happened? He to shut it all down. I don't got that. I guess money drink is coke. the root to all evil. Final <laughs> remarks from you, TJ. What would you like to tell your audience in reference to this conversation quickly? Keep your eyes open. Always, uh, I don't know, I always, I mean, it's a simple cliche. I mean, I treat people how I want to be treated. I always, like, try to be a people person. You know what we're going to do? If you get happy, Accumulate any more information in reference to this conversation. Give us a call. We want to bring you back on here okay. and get some. I appreciate it. Appreciate okay. the invite. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, uh, doctor. Uh, what you have to say? I mean, you should probably have a lot to say. See, you've been gone to, for <laughs> two weeks. Tons to say, but I know you'll tell me the clock on the wall says that all. And the next thing I know, Eric. Eric Meadows would be back in the seat, and they'd be like, Sam who? But I'm just saying, this is a serious topic. We really got to pay attention to what's going yeah, we on. Do. We really and, do. And be involved. Let's get involved, and let's try to better our community yes. um, by helping one another be the best we can be. All right. Well, my friends, that's it. We really appreciate you listening to our program and supporting us. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please send all correspondence inquiries to canonpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's Canon podcast at yahoo.com. I always say this a lot. I'm going to say it again. Remember, truth cannot be found with a mainstream attitude. But if you detach from that false consciousness, you will be able to create a great reality. And to all of one, take care. Take care.